0: Hello, Annie Mack here. This is the new podcast and the reason why it exists is because I can't remember anything. I seem to have lost huge swathes of my life. It stressed me out to the point where I went and spoke to a memory expert and she said I had to quiz my family and friends and get them to share their memories of my life with me so that I can relive my life, so I can remember every episode of this podcast begins with one of their memories. This one brings us all the way back to probably about 1980, I'd say. 1981. I was a toddler. Just imagine me, chubby, red-faced, big curly hair. This is Finding Annie. Here's my sister.
1: You would wake me because you would wake up and you would sit up in the bed... And you'd be like, you'd sit up and you'd be like, no, I didn't. And then you'd lie back down and go to sleep. And I would literally be like, like, what? And you'd have gone back to sleep. And mm-hmm. that, did, that did used to happen. Or you'd be, you'd, be ta- you'd be talking to someone in your dream.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you would lie down grand again and go back to sleep. And I'd be thoroughly freaked out. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do recall that happening for sure. And you used to sleepwalk. But you would literally just be found wandering around, you know, upstairs. I remember not being able to be allowed
0: to sleep in the top bunk when I went on brownie camp because I slept walked yeah. and feeling pretty hard done by.
1: Yeah, and um, I had this baby doll, a big life-size doll. Um, so I probably must have been... I couldn't have been bigger than five or six because you would have been two, which would make sense because you were potty training and you potty trained early because mum told, told us that you... According to mum, you potty trained very quick. Yeah. I don't know whether you were sleepwalking all I know was that Sally had been in some sort of a box. Sally the being the doll. Yeah, and you had been found sitting on the box, and Sally had been weed all over. And I remember, I do remember you being very nonplussed by the whole thing, generally unaware of the gravity of the situation, and not terribly um, affected by my wrath. So, <laughs> way well, fuming. I remember I was just like incensed at the unfairness of the fact that you pissed my doll, basically, and. You know, it was like, oh, she's only small. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you know. The kind of, ire you don't have the same, she's only small attitude when you're the kid, you don't see them in the same light. So, yeah, but I mean, I think you have a unique position as the youngest, don't you, when you're a kind of, you get away with a lot more and you see a lot more. And you get treated very differently from the eldest. So it's times that that can be taken massively advantage of, in such cases as my doll.
0: There you go. My elder and beloved sister Rachel talking about what it's like to have a younger sister who pisses on your favourite doll and who wakes up in the night and has full conversations with people who don't exist. It's an interesting one for this week I thought folks to use my sister's memory about sharing a room with me and being asleep and not being asleep and sleep talking and sleep walking and sleep pissing as a little springboard for the theme of this week's podcast. So, we're going to talk about sleep. I am one of those people who cannot cope, cannot cope with no sleep. Can't do it. Like, I am an emotional wreck. You know, the way you hear stories of like Maggie Thatcher, who had four hours sleep a night and like ruled a country with an iron fist. How on earth do you exist with four hours sleep a night? I do not know. I know now, as I'm kind of halfway through my life, that. Sleep deprivation and me are not, we're not cool. I can't do it. Uh, and I've had a real changing relationship with sleep over the years, as you do when, you know, when you change in your life. So obviously I went through my years in my twenties when I was touring the world and staying up super late DJing every night, which I still do now, which is not nearly as much as I used to. And you get really good at disco naps. So I kind of trained myself over the years to be able to just nap wherever I could. Um, normally on a car or a train or, you know, or a plane, Um, just get to sleep while while I could. I am an eye mask queen. I collect them. I have, like, about 20 now. People give them to me for my birthday because they know how much I love them. One of my favourite gifts I've ever received of all time is an actual factory-size container of earplugs, like dispensers that you twist and the earplugs come out. I have one of them by my bed. And every night, creak, 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 the earplugs come out and my husband rolls his eyes and I put my earplugs in and say goodnight to the world. And my husband's snoring. Then there's the pregnancy naps. So you're knackered all the time, you've got this extra weight, you're just irrationally exhausted. And I remember saying to to T at the time, like, I'm just, I, I just I'm fine, I'm not going, I'm, I'm just going to sit here for a bit. And then literally 15 seconds later, you're like... Out of it. And then you wake up and you're like, what just happened? Where have I been? You, like, I didn't plan to nap. I was so used to planning on napping and just napping. Like, I remember being on the tube home from work one day and just waking up six stops after my house because I just slept on the tube and dribbled all over the, my, my face up against the glass and dribbled all up, over the glass. I was so embarrassed because I don't like, you know, being vulnerable on a tube and be people looking at me. So obviously, there was a carriage full of people staring at me, dribbling all over the glass. So, yeah, prego naps are a whole different ball game, And then there's obviously becoming a parent and having children and being responsible for them napping. Like, I will safely say that one of the best feelings in the world is watching your baby fall asleep. Um, not only because you know they're going to be happy, but because you know you're going to get some peace. There's been a lot of my life dedicated to getting sleep. And um, because of my lifestyle and my job choice... I haven't got a lot of it over the years. I'm gonna invite one of my favorite people in the world, Nick Grimshaw, a man who has spent the last five years being completely sleep deprived on a continuous level because he's presented the Radio 1 breakfast show. So he's pretty experienced to talk about sleep, getting it, not getting it, what it does to you, the effect of it in terms of sleep deprivation. Nick Grimshaw, Please enter the podcast.
2: I don't know. I think I was all right as a kid sleeping. I think I just like I used to just sleep whenever.
0: Did you sleepwalk or sleep talk?
2: I sleep talk. Still. Yeah. And like full blown chatty.
0: Okay.
2: Um, but I don't know what I've said, and I, I sometimes, I sometimes wake up and I wonder if I've woke myself up from, from talking. talking. Um, and I've like I have slept walk in the past, and I've like got out of bed and like said mad things. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love I love the idea of you, who is like the most one of the most chatty people I know in the whole world, just like continuing your yeah, the chat talking when you're asleep,
2: yeah. just carrying it on happens. the chat. There's I no think it happens. Fight. Yeah, it just <laughs> carries on. It's just twenty four hours a day. It just keeps on, keep on talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that needs to be the name of your book. Keep on talking. Keep on
2: talking. I shout things as well. I used to shout things in the night. Really? When I was younger, yeah. So I'd like shout out mad stuff. My mum'd be like, "You're screaming! When you sleep? I don't no. know. I can't remember now."
0: Mm. Now tell me about sleeping in terms of now you're a grown up. And I was saying about how my relationship to sleep, ship to sleep, was totally changed as a grown up. Yeah. So what are you like with no sleep?
2: Not very productive. And I'm not very creative if I've not had any sleep. And I don't enjoy things as much if what I'm not What about I'm moody? Do you
0: get moody-woody?
2: I do get moody... Uh, my mood's more food-dependent ah. than sleep-dependent. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe I do get a little bit moody. I think I need to sleep. I enjoy my day and I love going to work if I've had a good night's sleep. Mm. But do you know what? When I was doing breakfast... My shows were always better when I'd not had sleep I know,
1: we do. if I'd been
2: out and that. been to parties and mm. talked to people and been stimulated, mm. then gone home and gone to bed, if I woke up the next day I, I could talk better because I'd spent the night having to have conversation with people mm. rather than sitting in and watching telly mm. I 'd be a bit brain dead mm. so I work better when i 'm a bit on the edge. Oh,
0: and and, and, the, and its adrenaline kicks in yeah. with you, isn't
2: it? Even, like, when I've got, like, script to learn for the telly, I won't look at it until that day so mm-hmm. that I've got that absolute panic fear of you have to learn this. Yeah. Or I'm doing a course at the moment, I can't do my homework until the day before, till it's, like, the night before, and then I'll do it and it'll be
0: good. So you, you live on the edge and it yeah. suits you?
2: Yeah. Okay. Whereas now I'm not doing breakfast, um, and now I'm enjoying going to bed at, like... 11, 12, having the sleep and doing, like, not being tired, if you mm, know what I mean.
0: Mm, mm.
2: With the breakfast show, I think it's better not to have sleep.
0: But I thought, because you spent five years getting up at what time?
2: Six years. Thanks Six for listening. Years. um. years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 10 to 5, my alarm went off.
0: So you would get up at 10 to 5. 4.50am, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just imagine those numbers in your head. 4.50am on your alarm clock yeah. every weekday. Uh. And what time would you, I mean, on average, would you say what time you would go to bed in those days? Which is not that long ago. No.
2: 10 or 11.
0: Asleep by 11? Yeah, asleep, asleep by, by 11. 11. That's me now. Yeah. yeah. So, so so, asleep by 11. So 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. So you would be lucky yeah. to be getting six hours full yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah. So six years of six hours sleep a night. Yeah. What does it do to you?
2: It makes, it gave me, I have really bad anxiety. Yeah. It, gets, it puts me, it's good for being on the edge, I think, for the show. Yeah. But then later in the day, I was just very anxious because mm. I'd not had enough enough sleep. It's
0: cumulative exhaustion. Yeah.
2: And you do get exhausted. And I think the adrenaline of the show powers you through because it's live and you've got to be awake. But then when it gets to like 11 and you're just at home. 11am.
0: Yeah, it. Babe, how would you not just go for a nap? You'd
2: just be a bit weird because I'd always got really bad. I'd wake up from a nap really Feeling anxious. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Like I think sleep's really important to help me with
0: mm. anxiety. And have you noticed since you've stopped and you've been getting regular, bigger chunks of sleep? Have you noticed a change yeah, in your
2: definitely head? Yeah, I feel calmer. I feel more measured. I actually feel weirdly more articulate. Like, mm. I feel like I can... Um, Your
0: brain is sharper, right? Yeah,
2: like, be, like, articulate. Maybe not like, in terms of literally, like, words and diction, but I think I can articulate what I mean easier. Yeah. Because I think that you're less, there's less adrenaline and less peaks.
0: Did you ever feel sick?
2: Always. I,
0: I, I, remember, yeah. that. I remember that from the olden days of having disco naps and, and, and sleeping yeah. and not having short naps and waking up and feeling nauseous.
2: Yeah, I, feel, I felt sick from... every morning, like, when you go into the airport when you're little. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, oh, it's too early. Yeah. Felt like that. Every it, it was, it was, morning. It was,
0: oh, my God, it was that guy's so pink.
2: It was like jet lag. That
0: you had that every day. And you know when
2: people say they've got jet lag, and I'm like, I don't know if, if, if you have when they've been to, like, Cyprus, no, I've got jet lag, and like, you don't get it from there. But it was like that thing of proper jet lag where you just feel sick I was always hot
0: disorientated I was a bit
2: hot yeah. <laughs> a bit like yeah. Yeah. out of sorts and a bit or sometimes you just feel really stupid like I'd feel really like underwater and, and I couldn't
0: so did you so so you that feeling was to become like uh, normalized yeah. for you so did you kind of forget that that was that you were that you felt other ways before then
2: yeah when I went on holiday okay yeah uh, I had like th- three weeks off after Brecky, and, and I went and I had three weeks off and I slept so much, like like so much, like proper, proper. And not sleepy, anxiety
0: sleepy, but just enjoy, No, like yeah.
2: 11 at night mm. till midday, like mm. every day. And I, I don't think I was up before midday for like three weeks. Wow. I slept so much. And my friend Fran was like... Mm what's wrong with you? I was like, why? You need to go and see a doctor. I was like, no, I think it's just like,
0: It's cumulative. Catching yeah. up. Yeah, it's
2: your body. We watched films every night, fell asleep. Yeah. One day as well, I remember, I think it was the first day I got there, I had a big old sleep, like 12 hours, mm. woke up, went back to bed for like three hours, mm. woke up, it was like three in the afternoon, Oh my god! Babe. fell asleep till like five. And then went to bed to sit at like eight this and slept all the next this day. Is,
0: this is like what I used to do after a heavy weekend. Yeah,
2: like slept a lot. Yeah.
0: Wow. Let's talk about you also being one of those people who is the extreme opposite of me in that I have to be on my own mm. in a bed.
2: I used to hate being on my own. Yeah, and that, and that I really. I, don't, yeah, I think it was probably because I wasn't really ever on my own. So, yeah. like, growing up, I was never... Then at uni, I lived in halls, so yeah. you're never on your own and you had loads of good friends. And then I yeah. lived in a house with, like, eight or nine people yeah. in my second and third years at uni. And then when I moved to London, I, like, lived... My friend Tabitha's flat, and she'd gone away. So I just lived in the flat on my own. I hated it because it was, mm. like, the first time. And mm. I was, like, 21 then. Mm. So I'd got to, like, 21 of, like being around loads of people and then i really i was really scared like i really didn't like being in a house on my own because i'd never experienced it so i thought it was really weird um and I, i just i really hated it i had this dread which i think came from like my um like auntie carmel being burgled when i was little it really spooked me fair enough it really got me when i was a kid it really really scared me and then when i got to like 21 i started thinking about oh my god what if a burglar comes? Like, they came to Anticamos. It was a really weird yeah. thing, but I got, like, proper fear. Hated sleeping on my own. I always had to go and sleep at, like, Julesy's house or stay at someone's house or, like, Anna Barnett's house. and like, have to... St- I could never stay on my own. Hated it. But
0: that alone is annoying. Yeah. Because you're having to Oh yeah. go to other people's houses mm-hmm. just, to, just to be comfortable.
2: Yeah, and, like, when I was doing my nighttime show and I'd finished midnight, I dread going home and sleeping on my own. Yeah. And I'd be like... Think, like, And then when I moved to... Like, I got housemates after that. But I'd be like, fingers crossed they're awake and they're in. Yeah. Because I could not think anything worse of going home to a flat.
0: On your own. Oh, em- my God. An empty flat.
2: I wouldn't stay there.
0: Yeah. Couldn't do it. Wow. Babe, so yeah. that's, that was your... So until when? Um, I'm sure in breakfast you must have been too exhausted.
2: Yeah, sure. no, then I was over it then. Because I moved... I, I, I ended up living with um, people for about six years, seven years. And then... Yeah, when I was uh, twenty-seven, I I bought a flat, um, and I've been renting before. And I bought a flat, and I want I wanted to live on my own then. Mm. So I got over it by the time I was like twenty-seven, mm. and I like wanted to go and live on my own. Yeah, but I didn't mind it because it was like a really little flat. Yeah, so I was, it like there's was a close. bedroom and a lounge. Yeah, so if any burglar comes in, there's only I'll two windows. It. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So I was quite into that. And now yeah. I love being on my own. And I think yeah. when I got to 27, before then I didn't like it mm. at all. And then now I really, really like it. Mm. And like, I don't, and I, I, now I actually hate sleeping in a bed with someone.
0: Yeah. You see, I, that's where I'm at. I can't. I, I mean, when I, when it, whenever me and T started going yeah. out, right, at the start... I can't remember why but he basically suggested that he'd sleep in a different bedroom one night uh-huh. and I was appalled. I was like, "We can't we're going out. We you can't do. you can't sleep in a different room. We go out with each other. That what will we, what will it look like?" <laughs> now, I'm like, babe, I'm just going to go." I mean, you're gonna, you're going to get up with the kids, I'll right? See so t- I just really need that see good it at night the
2: weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I see you at Christmas. Yeah. And
0: he- <laughs> he always reminds me of the beginning. And now I'm like, um, if I didn't have a spare room is... to go to. There's something for me, there's a feel, like a psychological feeling of having a bed to yourself, right? And knowing that it's yours yeah. all night and it's your space. Yeah. Just having your own physical space for that time is so precious.
2: Do you remember when I came and stayed here once after yeah. we'd done radio Maybe on a Sunday yeah, because
0: I didn't live near you, so we no. didn't we didn't do this that much. But there was one time when you did come, see yeah. Me. yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna
2: stay, and I was like, Well, I'll get in with you, yeah, because with all my girlfriends, again, yeah. Yeah. I get in and have a My the reason I like sleeping with people in the bed as well is because. Yeah. I don't want to, I never since I was a kid, I've never wanted the party to end. Yeah. I would beg my aunties, please stay over, please stay over, have a sleepover, please, please, please. Even if like my, my you know my mum's friends had come and be like, have a sleepover, please, please, please. And they'd be like, oh, next time I'd be like, no, because I just don't want to yeah. lie in a bed and be quiet. Yeah. So I and I never had a telly in my room as a kid. Now I've got I've only got a telly in my room in the past few years. Yeah, love it. I, still I know don't. it's bad. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. It's
0: good for you though. I love because it because it focuses your brain. Yeah. yeah.
2: But um, I, I I would like if I stayed over here that night with you and you were like, no, you go in that room. I was like, <laughs> well, we're just gonna lie in separate rooms and go to sleep. I was like, I want to gossip. I want to
0: gossip. Uh, I was so you did come into the bed and I was like, mm-hmm, cool, okay, night, night, then. And you you just like started snoring and I was like had to like really quietly creep out and sleep in the other bed because i just couldn't i just knew i was not going to be able to sleep in a bed with anyone
2: i tell you like and then i felt
0: awful i was like is he gonna wake up and think that i've ran away i feel really bad i don't want it i don't want it to look bad but i just can't sleep in the bed and well do you know what
2: sleeping in a bed with someone that you fancy i don't like when you start going out with oh my god i hate it it's the worst. Worst. I can never you sleep. You can't
0: move, you it's can't horrible. sleep, you can't be comfortable. You can't,
2: like, sleep your mouth open. Like, no, <gasps> no. You've got to pretend you're sleeping, like, sleeping oh, yeah. beauty. And then
0: when they wake up in the morning, yeah, you're kind of, like, shifting yourself to be like... Yeah, mm. like oh, <clears throat> oh, oh, I look oh, like
2: a Renaissance painting.
0: Morning. No, no, this isn't mascara that I put on in the middle of the night. I no.
2: <laughs> I just look like this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, sleep... Uh, now, I, I, I prefer sleeping on my own, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I've... Um,
0: and how do you deal with that?
2: Well, I find it annoying because I'm going out with somebody and he breathes. He's got a breathing problem. He breathes so loud.
0: So it's not snoring?
2: No, he's like, <sighs> I'm like, shh, with breathing. Do you know what he said <laughs> stop actually? Stop
0: breathing.
2: I always say it in the middle of the night, can you stop breathing? <laughs> he's like, no, I can't actually. actually. He said the other night actually that I um, because at the start you've got to be polite. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't want to be touched or breathed I'm exactly
0: on. same. Do not the touch night. me. Never touch me. <laughs> ah! that's all. He's got these big, long, like lanky toes <laughs> that kind of come over and like touch you in the ankle, and you're like, ah! No. And I kick him, do. and he's like, you don't need to be so aggressive. <laughs> like, I don't want to be
2: touched. But he, um, yeah, he breathes heavy. He said the other night that I um, just <laughs> turned his head really aggressively. I just like pushed his head away from me because it's right in my ear, and I was like, just get off. But he said I'm the worst. He said I'm like, move all over the bed, yeah. I'm talking. And do you snore? I'm moving, snoring, yeah. everything.
0: And, but he's all right. He can sleep through that? Yeah,
2: yeah. OK, thank yeah. God for that. Maybe you're yeah. meant to be, babe. Yeah. But yeah, he's breathing, wakes me up.
0: <laughs> do, you, do, you not, do you wear earplugs? Because you know the best present I ever received, I don't apart, apart from plugs. the wedding present that you got me, into. is uh, uh, you know when you go to factories and you have earplug dispensers. Yeah, I have one of them by my A bed. Dispenser. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you. And you like you you do the thing and you get the earplugs every <laughs> night. I'm like
2: and get them in. Yeah, it changed no, my life. I've not done that. I'm not, I'm not. It's just the breathing that wakes me up. But I quite. I don't. I don't want to. Like I'm still obsessed that I'm going to get burgled, so I still kind of want to hear the noises. Yeah. So, like, I quite like it when the dogs bark and wake me up.
0: Yeah. Because I'm like, you're like, oh, okay. they're on patrol. I'm alert.
2: They know someone's like
0: I'm alert to the a burglar. Fox or and do you have a plan for when the burglar comes?
2: Um yeah, I've got like a panic button in tell, my room.
0: Tell me how it works. Oh, I, you've got a button that you press and the alarm goes off.
2: Yeah. And it yeah. like calls the police and everything.
0: That's amazing.
2: Because it really is a fear yeah. of mine. No, but but I Makita's get it. I get it. got a fear of it really bad. Like she can't be on she can't sleep on like ground floors. So she mm-hmm. can't ever if she like rents a flat, she's gotta be up high. Like she's mm-hmm. like spooked by it. Mm. Don't know what it is. We've had it both had it though all our lives. So and it's not nice because you want to sleep in somewhere where you feel mm. safe. So, mm. um, yeah, I always think about it. So I've got the panic button Great. and that's about it. And then I've I got like panic button. And I've got like a big mental dog.
0: I might buy a tea a panic button for Christmas. What, but, for the room? Yeah, I bet you'd love that. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I, in my mum and dad's house, I, I had the bedroom. Once I got my own bedroom, it was at the front of the house. And there was, like, a, a roof in front of it, like a tilted roof over our porch that was really... You could really, like... Yeah. I spent my nights, like...
2: Planning how a burglar would get Planning how in. it was
0: going to happen. Yeah. But for me, as a young girl, and this is pretty dark, I used to get scared of being raped, so I used to think someone's going to come into my house and climb in the bedroom window and rape me. Had it all planned out. What I was going to do, what window I was going to get out, like, how I was going to escape, everything. It's
2: mad, that though, because I've done that, where you where you're thinking, right... If they come in there,
0: mm.
2: what will I do? And you hear, like, these horror stories. Um, our friend got burgled near here, around mm. the corner, and she woke up, and there was... This is, like, feels Bet-
0: me... They don't. Oh, God!
2: And she woke up, and there was someone with a balaclava... Oh. ..in her bedroom. What did she do? Screamed.
0: What did they do?
2: He said, shh! <gasps> and then they took some stuff, and she just sat in bed, and they just took loads of stuff out of drawers and went downstairs. And that is my oh, biggest fear. Like,
0: that is the most terrifying thing. What? It's, terri- <laughs> it's terrifying.
2: Terrifying? I can't even... That spins me out and I spend times in bed when I'm supposed to be like zenning out, having a bloody magnesium tablet <laughs> thinking,
0: what if this balaclava man's in? Magnesium cab. Do you know what I mean? Grim, um, thank you so much. Thank
2: you, Annie.
0: I've made lunch, which uh-huh. should be just per- cooking now.
2: Well, we're about to have some sweet potato, which I've heard is actually a great thing to have. Yeah, for mood and for napping. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently it levels you out. And it's yum. Yeah, and it's yum. So
0: we're going to have some sweet potatoes, some salmon, some salad, and just get on with our day, and we're going to sleep well tonight.
2: Yeah. Tell you what I do have, which I get laughed at every single night by my boyfriend. He goes, not that bloody spray. I have
0: a... Oh, you have the face spray?
2: No, I have a pillow spray.
0: Wow.
2: I spray on the pillow. Yeah. Someone just got it me, mm-hmm. and now I'm into it. Is it lavender? Yeah, it's like lavender and essential oils, mm. and now I'm like, oh, I can't sleep without the spray. And he's like, I don't think that spray does anything. <laughs> so
0: you're sniffing your pillow, like? <sighs> yeah,
2: like mm, um, nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> but I got it ages ago, and now I can't not do it. If I stay somewhere else, I'm like, don't have my spray. <laughs>
0: um, okay, Nick, thank you so much. Thank you, Annie. All right, night um, night. sleep well, folks. Night, night, everyone. Nick Grimshaw, what a guy. Um, I love talking to him and I want to get him back for another podcast in the future for sure Okay, in the next episode we talk about hair I had a very, very big hair chop when I was 17 My mum's going to tell us all about how that was for her
1: And your dad and I were shocked into silence Wide open gobs We were so upset
0: But we got over it (laughs) I'm going to relive it, the traumas of it and how my hair has shaped my identity over the years and then we're going to speak to two wonderful friends Clara Amfo and Zazia 4, about their hair how it has acted as a friend to them during their lives so yeah, see you then to talk all things follicles and hair story (laughs) bye